0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the We Get to Live podcast. Honest, deep and human conversations. This is episode one. So I want to talk a little bit about my story and why I started this podcast. I think the last 10 years, well, more like 12 years of my life have taught me a lot of things and I really, first of all, value deep, honest conversation, talking about the real stuff, talking about what it means to be human and talking about the things that really, really bother us, not stuff about the news, or this is definitely a podcast that's deep. And to give you guys a little bit of context about why it's deep, or at least my journey, into this realm um (laughs) I'd like to tell you guys um when this all started so about 11 years ago I was in I was just about to graduate from college I was a mechanical engineer and honestly halfway through engineering I wasn't really interested in it and then I I would study psychology on the internet and just try and read my friends And then once I was about to graduate, it kind of hit me that I need to start getting a life. I need to start actually getting a job and starting uh, preparation to start a family. And I think from there, it started to just tumble down. I started to realize like, oh no, I'm gonna get a job. Then I'm gonna get married. Then I'm gonna have children. And then I'm gonna raise the children. And then is this it? And then I just prepared to wait then am I just going to wait for my timely or untimely death and that kind of realization really shook me up and it was that time of my life where I started to think that this is not going to work this is not how it's going to go down and this is not this is not going to be my life or this is not going to be only my life and then it started to take me further. Um, I already had started reading psychology, then I started reading uh, books on spirituality and um, I started following Alan Watts. um, And I didn't really understand what he was saying, but I did at the same time. And over a period of seven years, I would listen to him very often and it started to go deeper and deeper. And I started to understand small things And it, along with all the literature and the books on spirituality, the books on philosophy and the psychological concepts that I started reading, it started to come together one by one. It grew. Um, the like David Lynch says, the, the ball or the sphere of awareness started to grow and then slowly um, My life started to take on this sort of dimension where it was like everything I was reading, everything I had understood started to become alive. It started to take on that element where I felt like what I knew was living me and it was expressing itself through me. And I had a lot of different experiences with a lot of different people. And I had the fortune to be able to live in Ireland and live in the Netherlands and to travel a lot, a lot more than I thought I'd travel. And that kind of gave me this exposure where I realized people are really more or less the same. I mean, everyone kind of laughs, everyone cries, everyone needs to sleep, everyone needs to eat. People do speak different languages, they have different cultures and they have a different kind of way they like to go about their lives. But essentially, we're all just human. And this really echoes what Ram Dass says uh, that we're all just walking each other home. And it started to make me realize that people do live similar trajectories, although um, in different cultures, we have different myths and different stories to give those trajectories a kind of context for example uh the norwegian myths have a different context and different story and background and characters than the hindu myths but they do depict a similar arc so my start life started to take these turns and i started to realize that there's a fundamental human experience we're talking about there's something definitely very deep and very basic and honestly, something very simple. Just the, just the fact of being human is in itself simple. But the complexities of being human are immense. And I think. Instead of being debilitating or overwhelming, they're actually a lot of fun and they're very freeing because that kind of freedom comes with a sense that you look at the diversity in life and you look at all the beautiful things, I mean, bountiful nature in a forest or in a jungle and you just go like wow that's beautiful and it makes you wonder at you know nature can do that like soil wind moisture and sun can also take on all these forms and it's the same with humans food sleep a little bit of culture and a little bit of nature can take on all these different forms and all these different personalities and i think That in itself was the most beautiful thing that I realized about life. And um, by the time I was 27, 28, this was about six or seven years into this, into this process. um, I started to grow up emotionally and in a way that started to tell me that actually in a way, that indicated to me a new dimension of the human experience. Um, Yes, it was nice to have fun. It was nice to be happy and it was nice to do all those things. But as I started growing up, I started to realize that these things are great, but they're not everything. They're not ends. And it's very important to cultivate pleasure and joy in your life, but to seek them as an end is not healthy. It's um, it's like the river wants to get to the sea without going through the plains and going through the valleys. And I think there's definitely a process involved. So um, yeah, I think from there I started to cultivate the value of sadness. Um, There was a lot of, well, I'd like to call it inevitable suffering that is involved in life and it found me or I found it and um, Sometimes it did break me down, but in a way, I think that was very important and I'm very grateful for it because what it broke down, I was able to build anew, I was able to build it better. And um, I started to realize that we all love to be happy, but we never loved to be in pain. And that experience also started to teach me that pain is also an experience. Like happiness is an experience. Pain is just the negative contrast of that experience. And just like there's value in happiness, there's value in pain. And we often don't find that value because we don't look for it. Because pain is something we avoid and happiness is something we go towards. And when we actually develop a different attitude towards pain, we start to realize that there's so much value in pain, that there's so much it wants to teach us and tell us. And that in itself is the blessing of the gods. I mean, to use that term, but it is the blessing of life. And there's this analogy that's used about a seed that needs to suffer in the darkness of the soil to break open and release its shoot which eventually becomes a sprout on above the earth and we do see the sprout and we see the joy of that we see the spring the new beginnings but often the suffering that's hidden behind those new beginnings is not always visible and maybe it's not meant to be but it's there and i think a lot of myths and stories and also people's lives they tell us that we can't have one without the other we can't just have a happy life without having some sadness and some grief and some suffering in there. And conversely, we can't have just a sad life and just suffering and just misery because you need the other pole. You need the happiness and the joy as well. So oftentimes we, we have both in our lives, but we keep ourselves blinded to one. We only, are aware and ourselves in happy moments and in sad moments we're blinded and we don't want to look at this we want to just let it pass and on the flip side there are people who also are just themselves in sad moments and in happy moments they become a little blind and there's a kind of hurt involved there that they feel like these happy moments won't last so what's the point in getting attached to them or even trying to enjoy them there are all kinds of people on this earth and there's all kinds of attitudes to we, we take to essentially the nature and flow of life. So that's definitely one of the things, one of the major things that I started to learn towards the end of, um, well, my use in a way. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't like, Because, you know, it's hard to say when youth ends, because I definitely always feel that it's important to be youthful because otherwise um, I think youth, in a sense, is an expression of the fullness and the pureness of spirit that when we're youthful, the spirit is just pouring out of us and we're just exuding in that in that nectar. And over time, yes, it does dry up a little bit, but it doesn't mean it's gone. And um, we can still appreciate that the nectar kind of matures. It gets fermented and it becomes um, just from very sweet, fresh grape juice to a fine wine. And uh, we must respect the aging process in a lot of things. And uh, life is definitely one of them. So here I am. And this is basically the story of how, a very, very short story of how I kind of got here and how that led me to start this podcast, because I think these kind of conversations are important and I would like to have them with more people. And I would like to share the wisdom that comes out of these conversations with more people. I will, I intend to interview people and not just like smart, famous people who are also kind of deep, I think wisdom, And these kinds of learnings and experiences, they're everywhere. They are everywhere to be found and everyone is a genius. And if only we can bring that out of them, that's when the magic happens. So I intend to have these conversations with different people, to have this kind of environment where people can express these things and to talk about their own experiences and their own learnings. We are a diverse group of individuals living in equally diverse societies and communities. And that should tell us a lot about the nature of life, that it's full, it's free, it's vibrant, it's it's so many things. I mean, even order is part of the vibrancy of life because you can have more fun with a little bit of order. And I believe that a good amount of fun is is everyone has their own sweet spot of order and chaos. Um, some people like chess other people like rugby but that's basically what i think and that's the aim of the podcast to bring honest deep conversations to the forefront where people can talk about them where people can express these things and people can um, learn from each other i want this podcast to be very human very down-to-earth and something that speaks about our fundamental human experience because yes we play all these roles we are uh, fathers we're mothers we're bosses employees we're sisters um we might be any we we definitely need to play these roles in society and these are expressions of our ego these are expressions of how the spirit plays its role through us the ego is the instrument that the spirit must play so it is important that we keep the instrument well tuned that we take care of our health that we take care of our mental health physical health emotional health but we must realize that this is a means it is a means that participates the ego is not just an interface that's like a screen that's dead and that just relays what the computer is saying and nothing. No, the ego is an active participant in the whole process. I like to use this analogy of the king and the courtiers speaking to the public. So we can see that the spirit that speaks through us is the king and we are the courtiers that must relay that almost unintelligible message to the world. And That's the function of the courtiers and that's the function of our ego. But if the courtiers start thinking that they are actually ruling or they are in control or they are in charge, then it I think it interferes with the guiding principle that guides our lives. And while I use the term king, it can equally be a queen and I don't believe that it has a gender. It is definitely just something that has our back. It's a compassionate kind of flow that keeps us alive, that wants us to live, and that wants to remind us that we get to live, that there is an immense gratitude, enthusiasm and compassion and joy in the fact that we get to live that this life is there for us and that we have this opportunity to breathe and to taste good food and to love each other and to touch and to feel the wind and to get wet in the rain and to feel the warmth of the sun and even to cry i mean even after crying it feels great the thing is we're here to live we could be nature experiencing itself in a human form we could be spirit experiencing itself in a human form we could be all of those things but the point is that we are alive and we have no idea what that means and i think neither do we need to have a complete idea of what that means we just need to remind ourselves what a blessing it is and all the simple and complex things that go along with the fact that we live i think that beauty is something that I've experienced so many times and I love to capture it in poems, in writings, in, in any way I can. And that's, that's something that really drives me because we can exist. We can do our things. We can go. We have a limited time on this life. We don't live forever. And if we entertain that possibility, we're doing no one any favors. When we realize we're here for a short time. and that means we can make it a good time. We can love ourselves and love the other person. We can do good for ourselves and we can do good for society. We can be kind people to ourselves and kind people to others. We can also be mean people to ourselves and mean people to others. There's no right or wrong in life. And these, these things are determined by what kind of things we value, what kind of things we find important for us. And these things are where we start to become more aware of who we are. What is our role in life? What part do we want to play? And what part do we get to play? We, we're not simple victims. We're not inanimate screens that portray the wills of the spirit onto this world. We are living, breathing humans that are participating with this eternal process, with this beautiful, large, massive, unknowable process. And we are here. And we are here because we're meant to be here. Rumi says, do not forget that one thing that you are sent here to do. That one thing. There is one thing. There might be ten things. Even that ten things could be one thing. That doesn't really matter. But we have to remember that I think that one thing is we're here to live. And living involves loving. And that's where it all starts from. Well, I think that was uh, an introduction and a good introduction to what this podcast is going to be about. And I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to know what kind of topics would you like me to explore? What kind of topics should I talk about with people I meet while traveling? What kind of topics should I talk about with people who are older and who have timeless wisdom to offer us? What kind of topics should i discover from the greats and from philosophers and spiritual leaders and other people who have written and shared their thoughts with us i think there's a, there's so much to explore and so much that can make our life rich so the message i'd like to leave you guys with is we get to live and that's just amazing it gives us so much gratitude to whatever it is that keeps us alive and whatever it is that feeds this life whatever it is that blows the wind or shines the sun that's magic and that magic is where 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 the trick until next time this was anu and thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for all the continued support